Oh uh, yeah, that's that's a good stuff. That right shit's there. really good. If you take that and you make a uh, a bouillonnaise, how do you say that? <laughs> I don't think anybody knows. Tell me, uh, you do. Brunch. <laughs> We're snowflakes. We complain when we lose. We complain when we don't get what we want. Let's talk about these fucking Oscar snubs. I I'm very out on the Oscar buzz right now. I they came out. I didn't look at a thing. <laughs> right? I just we I knew we were gonna touch on it today. You've seen you've actually seen the movies. Most of them. I have not. I've seen a lot. So a couple years ago, when I started doing again, like when if you have a day off during the weekday. If you don't at least I get one movie so in much. there, then you are. So I I have usually one weekday off. So it, it's not like when I was on the hockey beat where I didn't really have any days off, but I would always have between morning skating yeah. games. So I just had ample time to crush movies. When I was at Up Rocks, I had I think I had every Friday or like every Monday something like that. Yeah, every, like afternoon off, and then I'd work the night shift. Dude, I would wake up like that day every single week and go to the movies by myself. I, so do you now have like uh, Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday off? Yeah, I think that I would not want a life where I didn't have one weekday off. Like I don't, I usually work it's, Sundays, it's and so I don't much mind easier to be productive, productive, and like get the shit done that you want to do. It's right, exactly. On a weekday when nobody else is around, I love it. I like. It's a nice day to yourself. It's it a, like is. it's like a daycation. It is. Uh, do you know what an evening is? Uh, where you spend an evening doing you time? Yes. Um, so it's like that, but you don't have to burn a night doing it. Although every now and then, an evening, you know, just make yourself dinner, crack open a bottle of red, do just, just take care of Pete for a little bit. I think that you, you feel very pampered when you wake up the next day. But it's like, it's like having a evening from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's awesome. Everyone else is just, the world doesn't exist. It's wonderful. So, anyway, when I started seeing the movies, because... Until a couple years ago, I didn't watch any movies. I thought it was stupid shit. But then, because I had all that time, I was like, you know what? I'm going to see the Oscar noms. I didn't see pretty much any of them until the nominees came out. And then I had to, like, every day there was a Bruins game, I had to go to the movies. And it yeah. was just like a race against the clock. It was very, yeah. very frustrating. It was, it was, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Mm-hmm. Saw some great films, though. And once I saw Whiplash, I, I needed to keep seeing Whiplash as well. Right. So that sucks. <laughs> I, I haven't gone back to La La Land. Which is I, I neither have I and I wanted to I so bad. I expected both of us would like. And I guys. told like nineteen people after the fact. I was like, I'll go see it again with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like, I still haven't seen La La Land because you said you'd go with me and you don't have any time. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, sorry. Yeah. Um. So this year I've seen all but two of them, and that's fucking that's great. Now now I if I want I can dip my toes into the uh, supporting actresses, supporting actor. Maybe catch the short films. That's I haven't done that before. Short films. The uh, places like like little hippy dippy theaters will show all the short films at once. That's kind of cool. So it's I don't know how long that takes. I imagine it's like two hours or something like that. But yeah, how long are short films? I think that I don't think like how, yeah like fifth. I think like ten to thirty minutes is like the sweet spot there. I saw a one time I was on a flight and there was a short film and I started watching it right from the beginning and it it caught my interest. I was like, oh, this is great. This is I'm it's like a two hour flight. I'm just starting this movie. It's black and white. Seems cool. I'm going to do this. And then I didn't realize until when you're like six minutes into a short film, 
it's it's very clear that it's a short film. Yeah. You're like, this is moving way too fucking fast. <laughs> yeah. You know what I like to call short films? What's that? TV shows. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think that every episode of Friends is a nice, little, a short nice little short film. Yes. So, yeah, I've seen all of them, but uh, Arrival and, oh, Hacksaw Ridge. I hate that movie so fucking I, much. It's so funny because I, I really do hate that movie, and I've said it since I saw the previews. I was like... What? Why would I go see that movie? It tells me the entire story in the preview. Yes. And it doesn't look appealing to me at all. That's what's going to... We're going to end up seeing every move, every best picture, every best actress, supporting actress, uh, short film, animated film, and we're just not going to be able to talk about the Oscars because we will have not seen Hacksaw Ridge. I, I can tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to see Hacksaw Ridge eventually. It'll probably be like a year down the line and I'll like it and I'll be like I should have watched that movie two years ago when it was in Oscar contention I like the idea though of just hating it of based not on the previews. of seeing the Oscar noms and just skipping intentionally missing one then when people ask why I didn't see it she be like ah, I just had a feeling that was gonna <laughs> I'm suck. not into it they're like so you invested ta- hours and hours a personal in- stand against Hacksaw Ridge right like, just because so I didn't like the, the trailer invest hours of of time hundreds of dollars on movie <laughs> tickets uh, and just leave yourself out of qualification to talk about these things with any sort of expertise because just tax ridge yeah not for me um speaking of weathermen because andrew garfield is yep. in that and we've discussed whether or not he's a weatherman uh while seeing lion which i would highly recommend i had this question that i said you know what i'm gonna ask my, my old pal pete about this does long hair make you a weatherman i would say the opposite if you look really good with like long like out of control hair and not as good with tidy hair does that make you a weatherman because a weatherman is just a guy whose haircut makes him look better yeah so it'd be like a reverse weatherman kind yeah. of but i don't know that's a that's a good question, but I I don't think that you could classify him as a weatherman necessarily because like that's what a weatherman is like it's named after weatherman because yes. weathermen have like tidy haircuts and like we've never well- seen an unkempt weatherman right weatherman. so like uh, I don't know that's that's a good question I don't know what the name for it is it's definitely not weatherman but like I feel like most people who have long maybe hair, a Justin Bobby <laughs> maybe I bet Justin Bobby with our haircut would look like a fucking chump. I feel like most people with long hair uh, will wor- will look good once they get rid of the hair, no matter what. Like, even if they have to, like, wear a hat or something. Um, yes and no. I'm trying to think of examples. Working Dave in Grohl. Your fa- I was going to say, <laughs> working in your favor is uh, Foo Fighters because they have long hair. And in, I want to say, like, 1997 or 1996, 1997— Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins because they fucking do everything together. I remember I was watching some VH1 thing and they were kind of the talking heads on it. And suddenly Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins had like nice little tidy haircuts. And even as like a middle school boy, I was like, this whole podcast thing hadn't (laughs) happened yet. But I was like, wow, they look good with short hair. I thought they were, I thought they could only rock long hair. Yeah. Um, So uh, Justin Bobby might be the term. Where you Maybe. don't, look I like good. I like that one. I don't think Justin Bobby would be handsome without okay. without his long hair. I don't even know. So you saying that the guy from Lion wouldn't look good or would look it's worse? Steph Patel. With, yeah, yeah. He looks he looks good with the crazy right. hair. Um, that's a really good movie, by the way. Okay, pushing that on people. Uh, Moonlight also. Moonlight and Lion are the recent ones that I've seen. Those are both dope. I think uh, Hell or High Water. Other than 
Hacksaw Ridge because Hacksaw Ridge doesn't count. Uh, Hell or High Water is going to be my least favorite of the nominees. And you liked it, right? I did because I, I that's how I feel, um, or that's how I can see myself feeling if I actually saw these movies. Like Hell or High Water, I wasn't like blown away by it. I thought it was really awesome just because it was super well done. Yeah, but, I mean, I think we talked about this when we did the kind of review on it, but. That movie didn't reinvent the wheel or anything. No. Like it was a very basic, basic movie it was that just like was a throwback cops and robbers. Right. Thing. That was done about as well as you could or about as well as you could hope yeah. it could be. Uh I think it's weird. I'm trying to think. Uh yeah, he wasn't Chris Pine wasn't nominated, but uh, uh You saw people like saying that he got snubbed, right? Because I didn't yeah. think that. Yeah. Um I didn't think that he was very I mean he was good in the movie, but I wasn't like, oh, that guy should win Best Actor or be nominated for Best Actor. No. He kind of just like made faces. The yeah, he was movie. ordinary. Uh, Jeff Bridges got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. That is good. That I'm I disagree that. with. I'm I would that. say I would rather. So I've got some Best Supporting uh, qualms. I think that uh, Ben Foster deserved Best Supporting for that movie over Jeff Bridges. And I think that Janelle Monet deserved uh, Best Supporting Actress over, uh, who was it, Octavia Spencer. I think that uh, the hidden figures... And I can't weigh in on that, but I think... I yeah, I see it. Ben figures. Foster, to me, I felt like he overacted in Hell or High Water. Oh, I thought that, he, that was my takeaway from that movie. I was like, all right, Ben Foster, I see you. I only know you as that dopey idiot from... Uh, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, shit. Um... The one where they murder the boy. Uh, the one about Jesse James Hollywood. Uh, shit. I think that was his name. Um, Alpha Dog. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. He was yeah. really bad in that. I uh, That was like the worst I, acting so, performance I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> really? Yeah. I remember going, oh, he played the kid with like special needs or something, right? No, no. but that shows what you think okay. of that performance. Okay. Uh, he He's definitely played a kid with special needs. I think he might have played it in... Freaks and Geeks. Really? Yeah. Uh, I know that he's played a kid with special needs in, in something before. Um, Simple Jack. But I do remember... Stupid ass Jack. <laughs> I do remember going back and trying to watch Alpha Dog and being like, wow, this movie is really terrible. Like, y- the performances. Wow. He plays... Wait, wait, no way. So he was in... Um, Freak. He was in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, and he played the special kid. So it says he's listed as Eli. I think that's the name is of, of the special kid. Yeah, that is actually him. Yes, I'm gonna. I, I, so like, I know that we're wrong all the time. Literally, like ninety percent of the time. Yeah, did you just have time. a right take? I ha- I pulled that out of my ass. He played a special needs kid in Freaks and Geeks. Wow! Holy fuck! Wow! <laughs> this picture actually kind of looks like him. You guys seeing this? I oh man! I, I watched Freaks and Geeks recently, like a. a two or three years ago yeah and i was like hey i know that guy wow i mean it's easy it's easy to snipe a lot of people in freaks and geeks but that is a snipe and that's the best snipe you can have on that show i feel pat on my back yeah i've also gotten worse at that um watching a movie and being like oh that's that person (laughs) i think i think that at some point everyone thinks they're best at that i name terrible i name like close people yeah i'll be like that's from that that guy's from that, and it, like it'll be somebody who looks like that person. Yeah. Um, By the way, on the last episode, uh, we have to talk about Monday's episode a little bit. Okay. Um, but on the last episode, I was talking about Now You See Me, 
and I was trying to name people who started Now You See Me. And Mark Ruffalo is one of the people that stars in Now You See Me. And like we that was a very heavy Mark Ruffalo episode and I oh. just completely overlooked it. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Um here's an Oscar little debate. Uh we should make up our own categories, I just realized as I'm saying this. Because if there were a hottest cast Oscar, it would be very tough this year because Moonlight so La La Land obviously stars Gosling and uh Emma Stone. Yeah. Moonlight stars, uh, I don't think I've ever said his name before, Marshall Ali? I have no idea. Remy Danton? Oh, uh, I just call him Remy Danton. Yeah, so do I. Um, so <laughs> Very it disrespectful, stars but I like him a lot. Remy Danton, <laughs> and uh, she's not a star, but she's a main character, Janelle Monet. Love and put th- I think that you can put those two up against Gosling and Emma Stone any day of the week. I, I, I really can't disagree with that. They are both very, very good looking. Yeah. And Remy Danton's like old. Is He's he? in his 40s, He's I think. He's 42. Yeah. I'll be damned. That's a lot older than I expected him to be. He looks damn good for 42, and he'll probably continue looking very good for like 10 more years. You know why? He's a guy. Guys age so well. Some of them. It's awesome. <laughs> I don't Let's know. not to get ahead of ourselves here. Uh, as long, Honestly, as long as we both keep our, our hair, we're going to be golden <laughs> for a number of years. It's wonderful. My uh, face looks like 15 now, so I think I'll be in pretty good shape. That's true. I'll look like an adult in like 15 years. <laughs> that's that's the goal. Um, speaking of looking like a kid, uh, people are bullying you on Twitter. Uh, yes, and a little bit deservedly so. I will. Uh, I'll concede that. I sent a bad tweet on Friday, last Friday. You sent a tweet you can't tweet. Uh, it was a tweet that I shouldn't have tweeted, and I. Uh, I. I really. Usually when I when I send one of those, I'll realize it. Like I'll I'll go in knowing be like I might get some shit for this. Right. I didn't do that this time. Like I didn't even like have a second thought thinking about it and it was a very ill-advised tweet on my part looking back on it. Uh so it was during the inauguration. I didn't even see it. Uh because I was off Twitter, off TV, off carbs, everything. <laughs> uh it was so the tweets were flowing about right. yeah. I was Trump basically like live shit. tweeting the inauguration. Right. That's when you get into dangerous territory because you fire off tweets and without really thinking about them and you know taking the time to realize that maybe this isn't a good tweet to send. Yes, yeah, so I would say uh, sports games, award shows, and uh, things where Trump is on TV for a long period of time are probably the easiest way because you, you like you said you kind of have to take that filter off because right. shit's just flowing out so um should we reference which tweet you're talking about yeah it was i tweeted about uh baron trump which is trump's youngest kid he's 10 years old so that's where that's the main problem here is that little 10 year old on 10 year old crime <laughs> right uh i tweeted that he he i said baron trump uh has killed no less than 100 small animals and so, I understand that, like, I should not have tweeted about a 10-year-old. Like, right. a it's critical thing no about fewer. a 10-year-old. You're right. Yes. <laughs> right. That's the biggest problem there. No. Uh, I shouldn't have tweeted anything critical of a 10-year-old. Uh, so, that was that was my mistake. Uh, I kind of let my distaste for his father cloud my judgment and, and kind of... That allowed me to overlook the fact that he was 10 years old when I shouldn't have overlooked that. 
Yeah, my thing, the way I view that, I don't think that you were trying to take a shot at Trump or anything. I think that you were just trying to crack jokes. I was, it, I really was. It was really intended as a joke. Like, I never meant to cyber bully Baron Trump. Like, yeah. I didn't tag, I don't think he has a Twitter account, but like, I didn't tag Donald Trump being like, your son right. is, a, is like a, a villain or something like that. I So, here's the thing. Like, I tweeted it with the intention of it being a joke. Uh, I there was no malice behind it. Uh, I I tweeted it to like a specific audience. I tweeted it thinking like anybody who sees this is going to know that it's from me. Right. They're going to know that it's a joke. They're going to know that I have like a dry, dark sense of humor, and they're not going to take it seriously. And I didn't put the thought into it thinking like this might be this might catch fire and go to a whole outside audience where people are going to see it without. Like the the knowledge or the context that like this kid is, like likes to make jokes. Like yeah. it wasn't supposed to be a political statement. It wasn't trying to be like in, infer that this kid is going to grow up to be a sociopath or a serial killer so or a rapist. That, that's like a, an important question. Uh, so fake news people, and we have to get we have to talk about this term because it's getting out of hand with how people are using it. But fake news is. Um, it's when people make up like websites, and you, you can usually tell by the name. If report is in the name of the website, it's probably a fake news site. If it's like the something report, probably fake news. Um, but I saw a video. Or truth. In right, the, yes. truth in the website. It's probably not a lot of truth on that website. Yes. I, uh, I saw a video of a guy, and he was sitting. It was like green screen. He was sitting in front of a desk. It was he presented was, like it was a studio news show. Yes, and it was... Not to dog this guy. Actually, he was being mean to you. Um, to dog him, it was very poorly put together. Oh, he um, like stumbled over himself and didn't have the very information poorly in front edited. Of him. And but the thing was, he said that you were saying he kills animals because uh, people who kill animals tend to grow up to become murderers. Like you're making that connection you, yourself. Yeah. So I'm a, I was not trying to say that Baron Trump is going to grow up to be a serial killer or a rapist. And people have accused me of saying right. that. Right. So I swear to God, this is the first time we've talked about that, but that that has come up a few times when people have been taking shots at you over it. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Pete wasn't like symptoms of young serial killers. Right. Oh, killing animals. Yeah. All right. Baron Trump right. kills animals. I basically the only reason that I said that was because he looked miserable and he looked like a like a, a sour-faced young kid. Like he wanted to go home and like smash shit out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the only thing that that tweet meant and it was like meant as a harmless throwaway joke. Yeah. And I and I I again, I understand he is 10 years old. Yeah. I should not be critical of a 10-year-old in a public space. Yeah. I that was my mistake. I own it. It was very dumb on my part, especially considering the fact that I didn't I didn't think of the consequences and how it might reflect not only me, but the the large media corporation, <laughs> the large news organization that represents me as an employer. Yeah. So that, that's very much my fault. That uh, there have been a lot of let's get this guy fired people. It's, it's and like, I'm not saying like a lot where like you tweet something dumb and like Rangers fans tweet back and maybe there's like a hundred, two hundred idiots and you have to have a bad hour where you can't see your mentions from your friends. This is like I've searched your name a few times during the week. It's slowed down, thank God. But it, there was like thousands and thousands of people like it barking up your tree. Yeah, and like all of them are calling for my job. 
and all of them are like calling me a piece of shit and and whatever. That's fine. I can deal with that. Uh, that is cybering a cyberbullying a ten year old. It's ironic the because they're yeah. they're because <laughs> they're they're complaining about cyberbullying, which I wasn't trying to do, and the response to it is forming a really really angry hateful mob and yeah. cyberbullying me until I go away. Yeah, uh, and it, I mean it's I don't know how much you want to reveal, but it's definitely crossed the into harassment. And that, so that, that's I'm not, not so I'm not going like, to I'm not right, going to complain say, about I'm it. I don't want sympathy for you, but there's like legitimate harassment. People are like trying to find your personal information and I've had people tell me that they're so I've gotten so I don't I don't want sympathy, but like I, this is these are the stuff yes. the things that I've got facts like I've gotten death threat death threats people that said they want to rape me uh, people that called me a child molester people that told me to kill myself uh, a couple of people told me that they uh, found my house address and they're coming to get me uh, I had. A couple people call my phone and leave me voicemails, which is very unsettling so at like 2 a.m. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've had people, uh, I've obviously had people like flood my Twitter, my email, uh, like nonstop for like four days or whatever. Uh, but like the worst, I think the worst one is like they went to my girlfriend's Facebook page and started posting shit. That, so the, like, the, 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 like I'll, I'll deal with all, like, all that shit because I understand that I made a mistake. Yeah. Like, don't go to people that, that, had nothing to do with it yeah gee and i mean not to mention the brunch mentions are a disaster as well they're actually pretty bad way to go worse than i expected but they're that's because the brunch handle is in my twitter account yes uh yeah there was some tongue biting on some pretty fun responses that could have been sent to stuff but uh but so so i like this is again i i apologize it was a mistake yes uh it, I will say it was kind of like a wake up call uh, because I tweet too much shit uh, with the intention of it solely being received by like a specific audience yeah. that I'm familiar with on Twitter uh, and like people who know me and my sense of humor. Uh, and then like a lot of the times it goes outside of that and it rubs people the wrong way. And usually I'm fine with that. And usually that's 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 okay when the subject matter is, isn't sensitive. Right. And that's the problem here is the subject matter was sensitive because it was a 10 year old and I shouldn't have touched, or, or I don't want to say that I shouldn't have touched a 10 year old because shouldn't have touched that subject. I shouldn't have touched the subject. Uh, I shouldn't have gone there. Uh, and so I, I regret that. Uh, and it certainly doesn't help that the people that I rub the wrong way are some of the most hateful and angry people in the country. Definitely. Um, yeah, Jesus. It's, uh, it's, and you haven't been tweeting this week. I have not been tweeting. I'm on a, I'm on a week long Twitter suspension. Uh, how's that? It's, it's, it's fine. It, been, like your texts is, have been funnier as a result. <laughs> nice. Uh, this is a week that I wouldn't want to be on Twitter clearly. Yeah. Right. Like you would have probably Any, been, it's for my own. It's honestly like maybe for, I don't, I don't know if I should say this, but like it's for my own benefit to not be on Twitter this week because anything that I tweet is going to receive receive a million more responses from the ang- these angry people. So I probably wouldn't have been on much anyway. Yeah, uh, and obviously, I mean, I don't condone what you tweeted, and I definitely see why you regret it. But have to point out. 
these people were also the people who said we should be able to say whatever we want. We should be able to do whatever we want. That's I mean, and that, then there's, say there's irony there. Yes, there's irony there that like the people. That... Like I wonder if this is about a. I mean, they have every reason to be like, dude, fuck this guy for tweeting that for tweeting this about a ten year old. But I don't. A lot think of these people they, have. They shouldn't make be America as great again in their Twitter profiles. They shouldn't be as angry yes. as they are. They're looking for a reason to be like. To be outraged and to scream at somebody and to send hateful shit. Let's just say a, a lot worse shit is going on in the world than a a joke tweet that shouldn't have been sent. You can get outraged over other stuff as well. And again, like, I'm not blaming them for being outraged, but and so like a, a lot of the a lot of the the people that have sent me shit and like on Twitter or whatever, like I've I've clicked on their profiles. I've I've gone through like I've looked at their pictures like there's been swastikas there's been fucking so we're not dealing dealing with like fantastic people here right and that's and not I, all of so them that's obviously again, not all of them I, I cannot stress it enough i know that what what i sent was was not appropriate and i shouldn't have, bad shouldn't have said it bad tweet <laughs> uh but the the level of outrage and the level of like aggressiveness over the responses have been i don't think fit the crime yes i agree with that especially uh like digging into your like trying to find your phone number right finding your phone number uh like contacting your loved ones is like that's jesus fucking christ it's it's like seriously fucking find something better to do be more productive with your life yeah and that's that's checking in with pete's twitter (laughs) um uh, you want to talk about Monday's episode? Why? What, what didn't you like? I thought it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so once we st- once we stopped recording Monday's episode, I was like, "This is the this is the worst episode that we've ever done." And it might and it might have been. I don't know. Good shot. Oh, I didn't yeah. listen to it. it. It's up there. Uh, but I will say, when I went back to listen to edit it, because I actually edited that one, uh, I was able to get through it easier than I thought that I would. Like it wasn't a total grind to get through. Yeah. We were very much all over the place, but there were like small snippets of discussions that I thought were entertaining, but nothing organized. (laughs) Well, I think it's just, I think it's an interesting study in, uh, how can people communicate and how can they interact when they're both admittedly preoccupied, preoccupied, uh, like, because we were watching so much shit at the same time, but also we were not like, we had everything working against us. We were trying to watch shit while podcasting. I was extremely hungover. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were. I was like 40% hungover, so okay. that's a low dosage for I me. was on very little sleep. I came back from a weekend at the casino, and you never sleep at a casino. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know if I was going to get fired from my job, so not in the best Stress mental state. Were high. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was we were remote. We never have yes. good energy when we're remote. That's yeah. a, that's a side thing. Like I've never like I do section ten remote every time. Yeah, and the energy is still pretty good when we do section ten. I don't know what it is about us, but we absolutely need to be in the same room. If we were ever to like, if I took a job somewhere else or yeah. you took a job somewhere else, this podcast would go to shit. Spike it. Um, I think that magic just doesn't make its way over uh, over an internet connection. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say like an ISDN line, but we don't have shit like that. We just have Skype. Magic doesn't travel through Skype. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so. I, I agree. Like, I like that we are both 
dead set against uh, remote podcasts. And a lot of, I mean, you said Section 10 works remote. Part of my take was remote forever. For a while, yeah. And it was great. The KFC Radio now, I... I, I that was ju- our- So I just kind of learned that, that uh, some of their episodes are remote because Asa Akira lives in L.A. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, like, KFC Radio, I... The fact that I couldn't even tell that she wasn't there, yeah, for some of them, uh, like pretty good testament that their their chemistry carries over Skype. Interesting. Well, you know what we have to do now. We have to uh, do a. We have to try to do a good remote episode just to see if it can be done. Like once every three months, we'll be like, all right, now Pete, you have a light breakfast. I'm going to do this <laughs> and just like see what we can play with right. to maybe make things. Variables. Uh, yes, right. Yeah, we got to tweak, toy with the variables. All right, Pete, uh, last time we did remote, you were coming from the gym. Don't go to the gym. <laughs> Week off from the gym. Uh, so you say that Monday's episode is going to be remote. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to be able to practice uh, the remote thing for this upcoming Monday's episode. You know, it was a, an okay remote episode. Uh, when I was in Buffalo, we uh, did a, a summer fantasy draft. Oh yeah, that was pretty that solid. Was okay. I think our summer episodes. I, I'm I'm a big look back on everything and romanticize it. Yeah. You know, like no, I we, have did, a we did good week in the, and the next week. I'm like, man, last week we did good that in the was... summer. But you know why we did good in the summer? Because we have lives in the summer. <laughs> we like do shit in the summer. Happening to yes. us in the summer. Yeah, yeah, it's actually pretty. We fair. like a- we go out and we actively do things with our lives, and then we ca- we came back and we talked about it. Yeah, we have stories. Yeah, yeah. So that's why the summer episodes were were good because we were able to not do any prep for certain episodes and wing it, and still be able to have uh, valuable discussion. Yeah. Too bad you're not getting that now, huh, folks? <laughs> um, so back to Monday's episode. I just want to quickly apologize. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, oh, it's, if you're going to apologize listen, for one thing on this episode, it better right. not be doing something remote. But while I'm while I'm in an apologi- apologetic mood, yeah, uh, I will apologize for Monday's episode because it was not our best product. Uh, you should also, while you're dumping out apologies, uh, I was worried sick when I got to that cab after the Bieber concert, <laughs> and I went back to where we were standing, and you were gone. You well, ran off. That is a very delayed <laughs> apology. <laughs> you ran off. That was almost a year ago. No, I'm asking you for an apology. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm saying because when we circled the block and came back to where we were standing, I you wasn't were gone. there and I gave you a heart attack. You ran off. You had me worried sick. I was halfway to murdered, so I'm not going to apologize to you. Uh, let's move on. Um, do, do you want to do a review? or uh, We have Father John Misty news. We've got a lot of shit. Let's do the review first. Okay. We only have one, so we can get it out of the way pretty quickly. Uh, I will take dibs on this one. Nice. Uh, have fun at Winter Weekend by Naked Brady Heat Check. Ooh. Pete's tweet of, damn it, Bill, you said we were going to brunch, was too good, and I won't respond to it. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was a good tweet that I had this weekend. That was a good tweet. Uh, again, I would have phrased it differently. It's the most <laughs> popular tweet I've ever seen in my life. I think that, how many, what did it get? Like 200,000 retweets? No, I think like, like 150 or something like that. I haven't gone back to check it because I'm... If you played your I'm, cards right, you could have been at 155. I'm <laughs> more preoccupied with, uh, with the bad tweet. Did but, you take Twitter off your phone, by the way? No. That was my... When you were like, I can't, I'm not doing Twitter for the week... That was my only advice, was take Twitter off your phone, because you're going to check it instinctively and drive yourself I, crazy. So I have been checking it a good amount, um, but I I haven't been, like, 
obsessively on it like I usually am. Because I know that I'm not going to see good shit. Yeah. So I've just basically stayed off of it. Um, I check it like twice a day, hmm. and I mute all the the Nazis in my yeah. mentions, um, so I never see them again when I actually do come back. Uh, so that's that's what I've been doing. Um, but yeah, out of solidarity, I have not tweeted either. Yeah, you have. I know, but uh, <laughs> I was thinking that time. I was like. I, 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 that would be I would be, I would respect that move, but I wouldn't I wouldn't wish that upon you. Yeah. Well, again, when when you're on like a beat and shit's always happening, even if it's not interesting, you tweet about everything. You're like, ooh, uh, uh, I was gonna say Gregory Campbell, but then I would have to say like, ooh, Gregory Campbell broke his leg. I'm gonna tweet that. That's actually something worth tweeting. Yeah. But you, you I say, I like, haven't oh. had I haven't had like a very much trouble. Like refraining from tweeting. Right, like, oh, I've got to tweet this thing. Yeah, there yeah. was there was one one tweet that I was like, damn it, I really wish I could send that. So I texted it to you. Oh, yeah, you tweeted something th- for me, and we've not talked about this before. Um, there is a theory among some people that anything you tweet will get a bunch of retweets. I totally believe in this theory. When it was brought to my attention, I confirmed it i said yes this is true um so you said uh you're like i wish i could tweet this and then you're like you know what you tweet it and i said oh good this will test a theory and then i explained to you what that theory was uh because you said you're like if i tweet this it would it would do numbers so it was uh, so let's draw back the curtain a little bit here uh joe marlowe scored uh patrick, Pat- marlowe. Fuck, patrick marlowe scored uh, four goals on Monday night, right? Monday night, Tuesday night, something uh, like that. One, yeah. One of those. Uh, so he scored four goals. Uh, I can't believe I called him Joe Marlowe. Uh, Patrick Marlowe scored four goals. Guess you and, never played and, the game, man. And so I texted you and I said, uh, a Sharks player scored, a Sharks player drafted in 1997 scored four goals and I can't even tweet it. Or, uh, fuck. A Sharks player drafted in 1997 scored four goals, and I didn't even get to see a penis. Yes. In reference to Joe Thornton's comments that he would whip out his dick and start beating it if he scored four <laughs> goals in a game. So I agreed with you that that would get a lot of retweets. Probably That would have gotten a couple plus. hundred. Yeah. My guess would be 250 plus. So I said to you, uh, all right, I'll tweet this. It will get fewer than 50 retweets and you were like no way it's i think you said you were like at least 50 uh, i'm looking at it right now 11 retweets 67 likes that it's is just, insane it's ju- i have i have a thousand percent confidence that i would have hit triple retweets. definitely that. it's it's just that's insane it's the blackburn effect and this isn't mean this isn't to say like oh you automatically get retweets but But, you do but this goes back to the fact that like i tweet for an audience that understands my humor yeah and understands like my personality which is was the problem with the baron trump tweet yes is that i knew that the the irreverence would go over well with with my audience uh, can I say what I'm just realizing now is my biggest issue with our little tweet experiment? What? Uh, penis. That's like my Twitter word. Yeah. I w- that should have maybe even been more... Like, my, my crowd knows that, like, you're getting tweets about penises. I go back and forth with LP a lot about dick bars. Yeah. Um, and just nothing. 
That's that's crazy. To Penis me. is the best hockey Twitter word. <laughs> it's it just is. That's the end of that take. All uh, right. You had a food take that you wanted to bring to our attention. I certainly do. Uh, I had dinner with a uh, a special someone this week. Hey now, and I had salad after the main course, and she called it a serial killer move. She she said it was psychotic. Well, I'm going to have to dog her for going to dinner with a serial killer. I agree with her. What? Oh, so, yeah. It's a good that, take. That is good a take. terrible take. Good take. Good take. I was When you told me about the take, I was like, cool, we'll discuss it. And as soon as I got the text, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to, I think it's you a- You fucking mousetrap. I, <laughs> I think it's a dead on correct take. That's that, a weird that's thing cr- to do. To eat salad after a dinner? If after like eat, a main course? If you eat anything after a main course, it means that- you weren't satisfied with your main course, so you're just throwing caution to the wind. I do that all the time. If I have salad for dinner and like a minute later, I'm like, you know what? That didn't really do it for me. I'm cooking up a fucking feast afterwards and just throwing out the idea of eating healthy. That's what you do after. And if you're more civilized, you have dinner and then afterwards you have dessert. So I, here's, here's like my thinking of why I save salad for after dinner is because... Uh, one, I'm Italian, and Italians do that. Shut the fuck up. Italians you've do do once, that. Yeah, but you've never once used like I'm an Italian right. guy as a. <laughs> but I mean, it's phrasing. part of part of the upbringing, and it's part of like the thing that my family does is that a lot of the times when we're at home, we eat salad after dinner. Oh, so it's because, a common thing you guys do. Yeah. Okay. So Italian Italians do that because. Uh, I guess if you eat salad after dinner, it helps your digestive system. Like, that's not why I eat salad after dinner. I was I'm say, not doing... I don't fucking take care of my body right. like that. Uh, but, like, salad after dinner is nice because when I go into dinner, I'm I'm always fucking hungry, and I want to get to the main course immediately, and yeah. I want to pound it and get it down as fast as possible, uh, much, like my, much like my sex life. I was going to say, there's a joke to be made. <laughs> uh, so... I just woof down like the heavy stuff and then salad's a nice little light light treat after dinner. So it's like I'm try I'm just trying to I'm playing if I agree with you at all, I'm playing devil's advocate here, just so you know. But so playing devil's advocate, um so it's like a cool down period after yeah, an exercise. Exactly. It's like stretching after you work out. No one fucking does that. I do. you you should do that. I do that. The only time I do that, handlebar. They, because they, when you get off the bike, they have you do stuff. Okay, you should. If you do abs, anybody who does abs should stretch afterwards because it it like stretches out the abs and rips the the core. Interesting. Um, I uh, I've been having issues with my uh, what would it be? My right calf. Everybody <laughs> been having some issues with that. Uh, whenever I exercise, if I do anything that's any sort of intensive cardio, I get, uh, I don't think I've said this before. I get the worst kind of, uh, do you, do you know the cramp where it feels like the muscles going around your leg? No, it is. So some people know it. Some people don't. It is the worst pain. I think the only cramp that I get is the one in my foot where it feels like somebody has literally stuck a knife in the bottom of my foot. Oh, I've not gotten that one. Really? That it one happens to me a lot. That sounds terrible. It, I, so I get a cramp uh, in my right uh, calf where it feels like the muscle seriously 
is just like moving and twisting around your shin and it fucking sucks that is miserable and if i get it uh if i get it in spin class uh i have to make it through the rest of the class but i don't want to move anymore for the rest (laughs) of the time so i have to it's very tough to like to fake it in spin class yeah and it's just it's no fun i had another thing that happened to me are we done with the salad conversation uh yeah sure okay. but uh i think people it's are not weird on this i i just think you eat dry salad you can't have salad opinions <laughs> that's true um i also so i went to uh i went to wegman's recently to make a salad for lunch and they didn't have grilled chicken so the issue with eating salad like i eat salad is if one ingredient isn't there the whole operation's fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was that's no... so true. So I was like, "All right, so I'm, am I just gonna do some romaine and then <laughs> call it quits? Could throw some bacon. That's on a here. serial killer move. That is, no, I so Eating I dry romaine and being like, mm, yum. <laughs> no wonder but you I, don't want to finish off a but, meal with that. <laughs> but I I understand though that it's a serial killer move. I it's just like anybody who uh, who does the period at the end of texts. Like you can do that. As long just as just be self-aware, just right. Admit it. So I know I'm that, not going to admit that salad after dinner is a serial killer move or is a psychotic move because it's very enjoyable and there's nothing wrong with it when you when you think of it. Man, think of, think of yeah, I think that, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, if you're gonna do people any, only get into like the before dinner thing because it, that's what they do at restaurants. And it's like a f- fucking sheep. And like the only reason that you like it before dinner at restaurants is because like it's something to eat while you're starving and waiting for food. Right. It's like you do that instead of bread. Right. Um, which where do we where do we fall on bread before dinner? I I like it. I I, Give I me need, all that shit. I, is my I need take. I need the the dipping stuff. Like I need oil, preferably like garlic oil. Ah, I think it's funny that before you go. Before they give you a meal, they're like, "All right, here's a big ass loaf of bread, bunch of butter, just like, fucking go crazy, kids." And do that. And it's like, like it's like giving little children crayons and being like, "Just fucking entertain yourselves <laughs> before dinner is ready. Yeah. Leave us alone." If you're doing wine with dinner, uh, bread is clutch. Yeah, it's awesome. It makes you feel. Um, it makes you feel more like you're doing something. You know, if you're just sitting there drinking wine, it might as well be a fucking Tuesday night at my house. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a great part of the bread thing is just, like, cleaning up your plate. Yeah, yeah. That's a really great... That's, so you're an that's, Italian that's, guy. Uh, you might know about this. When you take the bread and you put it a sauce and you, <laughs> you, you clean it all up with the bread. <laughs> that's... So literally exactly what I just said. I give you so much shit for being an Italian guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, What's your favorite kind of pasta? I have this. This sucks. I have conversations with people. And if it's a slightly interesting conversation, I assume that it was a brunch conversation. (laughs) So when I bring it back up to you, I feel like I might be repeating myself. I don't think so. What's your favorite kind of pasta? Uh, Penne, rigatoni, uh, ziti. Can't go wrong with any of what you just said. Uh, you know what I like is uh, don't know how to say it. You might know it's your native, it's your native <laughs> my native country, my yeah. native land. Yeah, uh, Hemeli, G E M E L I. No idea. Toss it into the Google. Do a little Google image search on that shit. See what that brings up. Um, there are way too many pastas with complicated names. Uh, what, how do you spell it? G E M E L L I. Uh, the name derives from the Italian word for twins, but you know that. Of course. 
Everybody knows that. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's a good stuff. That right shit's there. really good. If you take that and you make a uh, a bouillonnaise, how do you say that? <laughs> I don't think anybody knows. Tell me, uh, you do, <laughs> Mister. Uh, the Mr. Pro- my problem Hot with shot Italian. My problem with this with this uh, gamelli is that it it falls apart too easily when you try to stick it with a fork. Oh, that's true. You have to. You can't you just stick gentle. it in there. Yeah, you gotta. Do some. You, you gotta, gotta work. You gotta caress the pasta. Yes, exactly. Um, and if you do, the, if you try to scoop it, that's just it'll just fall roll off. off. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's maybe that's why I like it. It's a bit of a challenge. Makes you work for it. Um, but yeah, that with uh, I'm a big I, again. Don't know how to say it. Uh, bolognese, bouillonnaise, bajasin. Take a bagalagum. Take a pasta. You spring a sauce. You spring a cheese. That's that's when I w- I walk in here. And you're like, oh, hey, sorry, I didn't see you. I was just cooking up some... Uh, uh, I was making a spicy meatball. Some uh, prosciutto. <laughs> uh, why do they do that? I, I looked that up while watching The Sopranos. They do a thing where they don't say the last uh, vowel. Uh, if something ends in a know. vowel, they just cut it off. It's, so a, ho- like it's, a, it's a hockey it's thing. It's a hockey thing. That's like hockey nicknames. Right, exactly. It's like, dude, you you literally could have just said They call it prosciutto the... instead of prosciutto. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Again, I don't know if I dropped this when I uh, when I when we were talking about the Sopranos, but watching the Sopranos made me eat like a goddamn savage. Really? Yeah, because you just all walked they... around with cold cuts in your hands. Basically, yes. <laughs> uh, like all they do in that that show is walk around and eat, and they eat delicious looking food. Hanging around with me hasn't done that to you. We don't hang around. That's we don't true. eat when we hang out. That's true. Yeah, we either drink or we do a podcast. <laughs> that's that's fair. Sometimes both at the same time. You know what's funny? When we do hang, uh, when we do hang in places with food, you're always ordering apps. You're, it's true. You're, you love apps. I do absolutely love apps. Yeah, I it was a real aggressive move for me to go full gigantic plate of shows to myself after moo. That was, uh, but you know what? That's probably why you don't wake up with hangovers. I, th- the only time that I don't eat is when I'm like I'm drinking, drinking, drinking. <laughs> I only get I only get time for one thing right now, and it's drinking. <laughs> right? There's only space for for and one then thing you do in my like life. a cheap ass beer and a cheap ass shot. And that then was, you wonder why you feel terrible in the morning. Th- that's probably it. It was the co- that was the the lowest quality alcohol I think anyone <laughs> has ever consumed in their lives. Uh, so a thing that happened to me today: my dog chewed my headphones, my iPhone headphones. I was very very mad about that. Because those things are fucking expensive, way more expensive than they should be. The uh, well, you're not going to replace iPhone headphones. Those things suck anyway. I I mean they don't suck. I and I like them, hmm. but I don't use like I don't buy expensive headphones. So uh, that's why like I'm I'm fine with using the iPhone ones. So all that money that I save uh, when I buy the cheap beers, spending that on the headphones. I'm a big headphones guy. So I I, I am a headphones guy. Like I, I would love to splurge on ex- an expensive pair of headphones, but I, I lose them too often. Uh, My dog fucking chews them. I would it'd be so angry. That's a dick move on your dog's part. It's it's so inconvenient. I would say we should have her on, have her explain herself. But the last dog we <laughs> invited on the podcast died. Died. Uh, so th- what happened was this is the first time that I've like really, really yelled at Summer. I was very pissed. Yeah, and I was like, what the. Fuck! And I like yelled at her. And is there any bigger of a power move than a dog just peeing on the floor and cowering <laughs> when you start yelling at it? 
Because, like, what reaction can you ha- possibly have to Wait, that? So, so you feel like a you you feel like a hot shit because of this? You're saying I don't feel like a hot shit. You're like, saying the dog's a hot shit for being like yeah for pulling that move and oh. making me feel bad immediately. Oh, so that's not what. I, so I think you're misreading the situation. As someone who was not there, I think I have a very good perspective on this. I think here's what happened: uh, you saw Summer chewing your headphones, you screamed at her, and she looked you dead in the eye and pissed on your floor. <laughs> That would be a power move, but like it's a real diabolical genius move for dogs to just immediately pee on the floor when you start yelling at them. Yeah, because first of all, you're you have to stop yelling at them because they're just gonna keep peeing everywhere. It's like, and you don't and you don't want fucking piss all over the place, so you have to stop yelling at them. Ask (laughs) true, Uh, so you have to stop yelling at them, and then you have to clean up their piss. And watch them look the most innocent and the most, like, regretful that you'll ever see in an animal. And you can't be mad at them anymore. So, again, I'm just tweaking this to change uh, innocent and regretful and uh, sad to just fucking looking at you without blinking. (laughs) So, uh, you're cleaning up this piss. Summer's looking at you like, that's right. Why don't you listen to some fucking music? Oh, no. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. Why don't you go do something else? No, you're cleaning up my piss. Nah, bitch. man. You weren't there. She looked the saddest that I've ever seen. I, I, I don't think Summer uh, is a big enough asshole to do no. all that on purpose. I think that that you got to her. She had to piss a little bit. It was. It's so, frust- it's so frustrating because I wanted to be mad at her so bad. And I, I just couldn't. I had to stop yelling at her. And then I couldn't be mad at her because she looked so goddamn cute being like... I'm really sorry. Please don't yell at me anymore. And I was like, fuck, fuck you. Ugh. Goddamn dogs have to be the best all the time. I really want to steal my sister's dog. It's, it I, is the best. I see it like once a week and I'm, I think I'm just going to start driving my sister's house <laughs> every day and being like, Hey, we did, was the, did we have a thing planned? No, oh, I'm just no. Come oh, in for what, a second. Well, what are you doing right now? <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, I'm in the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, you know, what sucks about uh, Frenchies though. Uh, any bulldog, love farting. Oh, okay, they're big farters. Yeah, uh, my sister's pit bull is a farter. I think it's if, if you got a smushed up nose, yeah, it you means fart. you're gonna fart because okay. you take in air a weird way. Yeah, and <laughs> you, it's air's going out the wrong way because you because you can't get it out of your nose. Right. You can't breathe correctly, and they snore. So they snore and they fart. Yeah. So I, th- I hate snoring, but I think that it's very cute when. When certain dogs snore, right? It's cuter when it's like a French bulldog. If it's a little man, an English he's like, bulldog. Mm, I'm just so right. small and fat, and I don't. My body only I don't knows. know any better. Yeah, right. But if <laughs> it's like an English bulldog that took. <laughs> yes, exactly. If I, I actually for the longest time I wanted an English bulldog, and I want to name it Boof. I want to get a really. This was back when he played for the Twins, but I want to get a big fat um, English bulldog and like. Intentional, like Hansel and Gretel shit, like fatten him up on purpose and name him Boof after Boof Bonzer. And he would just like sit around and not move. And people would come in and be like, hey, what's that? To be like, ah, oh, it's Boof. The better move would to get would be to get two English bulldogs, name one Boof and the other one Bonzer. <laughs> so when, when they're like, oh, did you name that dog after? Oh, the other one's named Boof. Okay, okay. You're a Boof Bonzer fan. <laughs> that's that would be a great move because that's two separate great names for an English bulldog. Yeah, I think uh, I initially wanted to name whatever dog I get in a thousand years uh, Paul McCartney, but then I saw the movie Already at Brother. 
and he names his dog Willie Nelson. And I'm like, hey, that's shit. That's uh, stupid. First of all, if you name your dog Paul McCartney, you kind of have to call it Paul McCartney. Love the idea of that. <laughs> I uh, I wondered like a couple years ago. I tweeted like Bruins fans, um, is there? Have any of you named your dog uh, Dougie ha- uh, Doggy Hamilton? <laughs> and if so, like. Email me. I want to do a story on you. Like, that was a joke, but I seriously yeah. would have done a story on that. I, that would have been really funny if people... That would have been a tough tough break for anybody who actually did that. Well, I know... Yeah, I mean... I know I know somebody who named their dog after Milan Lucic, so... Uh, and he doesn't seem too, too bent up, out of shape, out of over it, so... Interesting. Father <laughs> uh, John Misty. Father John Misty. What a week for him. Uh, yes, he released a song called, what's it called? Uh, something uh, something comedy. Uh, so, pure comedy? Pure comedy, yes. Uh, was it, it wasn't a song, it was a film. No, he released a song, and okay. then a couple days later, he, he released a film for it. A short film. Uh, a, a TV film. show. Yeah. He made a TV show for it. And uh, we watched it, or we tried, and. I thought it was interesting. It was like it, it went by really quickly. It did go by pretty quickly. Uh, if you can get through the first five minutes of like absolute weirdness and yeah. just like him doing random shit all over the place, uh, there's some really good music that starts to kick in. Yeah, he. Uh, so it shows him recording music, presumably for his new album, and uh, which is coming out in March. Thank God, uh, and. Then it's, they also cut in some weird shit with, like, the world, and they show stuff, like, they show smoking buildings, and right. they show him in a lot of different settings, and then towards the end, it, uh, there's, like, a robotic voice that's reading what I presume are lyrics uh, from this album, and it's just basically, the theme is, like, humans suck, and humans keep finding a way to fuck up i'm assuming this is all in reaction to my tweet your tweet (laughs) (laughs) your tweet or the election one of the two uh he's been off twitter for a while one of the takeaways that i I had a few notes on this uh one of them is he so very badly wants you to know that he's a recluse yeah a hundred percent like they show him outside in like a big coat and his hair is all over the place and he's smoking cigarettes and they zoom in on the ashtray and he's writing and i'm like that's a guy trying to look like a recluse that's that's off-putting because like i i i do believe that that's sincerely like who he is he has but he but he wants you to know that too much. Yes, exactly. It's like telling a funny joke and then explaining it. Right, exactly. And yeah. it just so much worsens and lessens the joke. Um, he, yeah, he has that look. He has that image. We all see him as a guy who, despite what happiness he may have achieved in certain areas, is generally uh, an unhappy person. An unhappy guy, yeah. And uh, he's concerned with everything and shit like that. We get that. <laughs> and right. Then he kind of shoves that down our throat. Um, I wrote down this question. Can documentary footage be sincere when it's your own documentary that you're making about yourself? Like, those uh, cameras are there because right. you told them to come and, in. And you clearly have, like, final say over everything that goes into the film. Right. And, like, it's basically propaganda for yourself. Yes. 
It's like when we took the picture. Uh, we took a picture that we sent to Jesse Conley when uh, his website did a little thing on us. Uh, we posed in the way that we wanted to pose. Right. No one was saying do this. Like, we that was. That's up. how we want it to be per- portrayed. Yes, exactly. Came so, back to bite me this week because that fake news site used that picture when of When people me. were trying to make you look bad, not great to have a picture of, you, of me using a microphone as my penis. Yes, not – that was – I didn't I, – when we took the picture at the time, I was like, this can't backfire on Pete. This is just a <laughs> no very way good, this could come back to haunt me. Very good look for Pete. Yep. And then they, they found a way. Um, so, that, yeah, that and also uh, he records in a blazer. Yeah. Did you notice that? He yeah. goes in like dressed all to the nines. Not even to but the nines. It's just like the, to in his the, nines. The, the Father John to his look. nines. Yeah. Which I love, by the way. We've discussed this. I love a uh, blazer and a t shirt or a blazer and a Henley. So I don't know too much about like the process of recording music, shockingly, but I. Not yet. We're going to do a musical mm, episode. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, like a lot of musicians dressed up for like performing music and recording vocals and stuff like that. Cause I feel like that, that can help you get into like character. Right. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's like coming to podcast in pajamas versus classing it up and wearing podcasting pants. Uh, so we've got a nice even split on the table here. Cause yeah. I'm always in pajamas and you're in podcasting pants. Yeah, it's true. Uh, by the way, uh, shouts to, uh, my friend Kyle who, called me out a couple weeks ago. I'd meant to bring this up on the podcast. Uh, I'd mentioned that I have pants that I usually wear when I come here. Uh, when I just have to run over here, I toss on these pants. They're joggers with zippers. I love them. And uh, I called them my podcasting pants. And I was at a friend's birthday party. And my friend Kyle came over and he was like, hey, I'm not trying to be weird, but are you wearing your podcasting pants right now? And I was like, ah, fuck, yeah. That's and awesome. Yeah. So, That's a nice uh, little catch there by a friend that listens to brunch. Yes, exactly. Nice little friend if, of the so podcast. Like, if somebody wants to talk to you about brunch, that's like the best possible thing that they could do. Right. Come over and reference the podcast right off the bat and say, hey, look at look at Mr. Podcasting Pants. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what if they were just, what if they're just like, oh, Mr. Cranky Pants or whatever, and they're like, hey, Podcasting Pants, and they're just saying that they know I have a podcast. And then I throw That'd on be... them like, oh, yes, that's right. I do discuss these very <laughs> pants on my podcast. They're like, oh, that's why I don't listen. 